June is Pride Month. We've got the big Pride Parade in Toronto coming up. I was downtown yesterday uh, emceeing the Yorkville Exotic Car Show. Great to be down there, all in support of Melanoma Canada. Uh, And I was really struck as I kind of wandered around downtown, hadn't been downtown for a while, uh, the number of pride flags, uh, rainbow flags in in offices, in businesses. And I kind of, it struck me that it is somewhat at odds. I mean, obviously it's a great celebration um, and it's a great part of the Toronto, but it's somewhat at odds what's going on in the culture in a wider sense, especially in the United States. We are continuing to see a backlash against LGBTQ rights, especially the issues over trans athletes. We have now, for some reason, drag shows have now been brought into the culture war. Uh, In Victoria, a drag show billed as family-friendly has been canceled after the cafe venue where it was supposed to be held received threatening phone calls, and all of it made me ask myself, is this performative, what we see these corporations doing, or are they actually putting their money where their mouth is? Is it really actually something that they believe that corporations believe, or they're just looking to make a buck? Scott Knox is the founding president of Pride AM. Welcome to the program, Scott. Hi, Alan. Thanks for inviting me on. I appreciate you being here. Do you have that same sense that there's, you know, maybe more than what meets the eye going on? I, I do and I don't. Uh, I think the important thing I would say is that, you know, the LGBTQ community, and I'm going to throw a Star Trek reference in here, we're not the Borg. And so we don't have a single hive mind where we all think the same. We're as diverse and wild and crazy and beautiful as every other part of our society. So you'll find that some of us have a problem with the so-called rainbow washing and others don't. I mean, I turned 50 this year and my I'm here for it. I'm loving the rainbows everywhere. I'm loving the fact that actually corporations and education establishments, schools, etc., cetera, uh, are almost obliged to rainbow up during the month of June. Um, because when, in my days during the 1980s, and I grew up in the United Kingdom, you know, when Section 28 and, and you know, not being Margaret Thatcher, you know, brought in legislation that stopped the use of public funds on anything that was LGBTQ. And so we would then be like seeking out those brands, those spaces, those, those the hint of a pink or a, a rainbow flag was amazing for us and we would share it. Now... I, I'm loving seeing it everywhere, and I'm I, I'm loving the fact that it's an obligation. Now, that said, does it mean I'm going to switch brands and buy that product simply because they put a rainbow flag over an ATM? No, it doesn't. Um, and I think the community expects more. Um, you know, and, and 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 to your point about you know where are the dollars really going, and is this 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 performative? And is it realistic? I mean, we know of brands and the community will seek out those brands that do rainbow activity, do LGBTQ activity. And then we know that they're paying money to certain politicians or organisations that have an utterly counter point of view, even more damaging point of view. So it's a mixed bag, I would say. Um, I like seeing it. I like the obligation of it now where we are in 2022. But I'm also aware that what does it actually really mean? Right. So... How do we convince or get more transparency, perhaps, from corporations that they are actually um, putting their money behind these beliefs? I think that's happening to them. I mean, the, the, the social media and community activists around the world 
are seeking out and they are sharing this information. I think at its basics, if you look at what's going on in Toronto and, and, and other cities across the world right now, it becomes really obvious when those rainbow flags appear and the activation is in the downtown core. It's in, you know, I mean, I, I, when I look around the village in Toronto and I see the brands around different particular stores and then come out to where I live in Scarborough or, or visit family that I've got in Etobicoke, I don't see them there. So, you know, is the brand really doing it? So sometimes it can be really, really obvious and really easy to spot whether this is tokenism and a toe dip in the village itself or whether it's actually really meaningful and it's, it's a holistic brand approach and i think that you know brands need to be aware and beware uh, quite seriously because you know the community will seek you out and understand whether your policies and procedures for your people whether you're actually putting double speaking you know about both sides of your mouth and the community will find this out so if you want, you know, and as somebody who's worked in the marketing industry for over 20 years, at the end of the day, what you want is brand loyalty, brands to, you know, consumers to be with you for the long term. And if you want that from the LGBTQ community, you better be sure that what you're doing transcends not just your marketing during the month of pride, but actually across all the activation and your internal policies too. Scott, I'm sorry, but we're out of time, but it's a fascinating uh, subject and I really appreciate your perspective on it today. No problem. Good to speak to you. That's Scott Knox, who's the founding president of Pride AM. It's an organization that works to ensure that uh, marketing agencies make sure that LGBTQ plus are more visible.